I'm excited to jump into this series. We started last week with Vision Sunday, the word for the year forward. If you missed that, man, I want you to get that word in your spirit. How many of you got a forward inside of you now? You like, I believe God's doing something special. And uh, we're gonna kick off a new collection of talks this week around this whole idea of Philippians chapter three. Paul said, I press toward the goal. I press forward and, and we're pressing forward this year. I'm not getting stuck in the present or the past. We're moving towards everything God has for us. And uh, so I just wanna pray for us before we jump into this. Also wanna remind you real quick, um, Tuesday night, I can't wait, Momentum Night, all of our leaders, if you're a leader in the house, don't miss that. Richmond, we're gonna be there Thursday night. It's gonna be a wonderful time. Hey, let's pray together. Father, we ask you to open our hearts and minds. We need to hear from you. Speak to us. May we never be the same. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. I want to say welcome to all of our locations, everyone joining us online. Come on, church. Give your church family a big welcome today. Say hello to them. So glad that you're here. Hey, how many of you have ever uh, walked up on a house or you've uh, maybe a business, you walked up into a situation where there was a dog and you were unsure if that dog was on a chain or not? Anybody? Anybody? Come on. You walked up on that? How many of you, you learned to run at that moment? You were like, I'm a runner now. I wasn't a runner before. I was a weight lifter, but now I'm a runner. Um, but how many of you know, like, that's kind of a scary moment. And how many of you are thankful or you've been in the situation where the dog was taking off, you didn't realize it was on a chain? but you were thankful it was on a chain. Come on, somebody, like, all of a sudden, have you ever seen that scene? Maybe it was just in a movie, you saw that scene where, like, the dog's running, all of a sudden the chain grabs them and jerks them back a little bit, right? And they're up on their hind feet, just like, ready to tear you to pieces. I was thinking about this as, we, as we're talking about moving forward in our life and moving forward, we're gonna talk about different areas over the next month of our life that we're moving forward in, but I was thinking about this, that life can kind of feel like that sometimes that you are, you feel like you're trying to move forward in life, but you got something that's chaining you down. I don't know if you ever felt that way, that, that, that you feel like life is limited in a way. That, that you have, you kind of have a certain circumference, it seems like, that you can move in. And it's like, the moment you get, you're like, that's it, I got the word last week, I'm moving forward, and you're like, I thought I was moving forward. Anybody, anybody ever feel like that? You're like, this is the year, 2022. You walked out last week, you're like, I'm moving forward. I bought the merch. I got the t-shirt. I got the sweatshirt. I got the coffee mug. And you're like, I'm moving forward. And all of a sudden, you start to move forward. And all of a sudden, fear yanks you back. And have you ever felt like there's just a certain circumference of life you get to move in, and it doesn't seem like you can move out of that circumference? Like there's a certain area of life, like, like you can go this far, but not too much further. And you can reach, but you can't seem to reach beyond what you really want. And it feels like sometimes life is a merry-go-round and you're like, I've tried that before, but anxiety pulls me back. I've tried that before, but insecurity pulls me back. I've tried to move forward. Yeah, I, I want to... I want to believe for every, I want to believe for the breakthrough, I want to believe for the miracle, that, that you said it, I believe it, you said it, then Taylor started singing the hymn, and you're like, dear God, I'm just <laughs> But then tomorrow hits, and it's like, oh, I'm still chained. I still can't seem to move forward. Or it still seems like when I move forward, it's like, 
every step is like, so why even try? And I think one of the biggest things that chains us and one of the biggest things that, that, if, that we're not gonna move forward if we don't get this one fixed in our life is our thinking. If I had a message title today, I wanna talk to you about forward thinking. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 12. It says, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. Listen to this. But let God transform you into a new person by what? By changing the way you, everybody shout it with me. You didn't walk into a Tony Robbins seminar. Because some of you, you just thought like, well, if I just pray more, and prayer is good, we're a church that believes in the power of prayer. But you thought if I just pray more, then this thing's gonna get fixed in my life. And it didn't get fixed, and you were like, well, God didn't answer my prayer. No, maybe you didn't change your thinking. And you just thought, well, if I go to night of worship, if I do 21 days of prayer, let me tell you, if you have broke thinking, it doesn't matter how many days you pray, you'll continue to live broke because you never changed your, are y'all with me? If you have insecurity plaguing your mind, it doesn't matter how much you pray for that relationship, every time they hit the button of your insecurity, you're gonna react and cause tension and the marriage is never gonna have peace. Are y'all following me? I wanna pray for you, but I also wanna help you. And Paul said, the way you become a new person is by changing the way you think. He says, don't get stuck in the patterns of this world. Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit before he understood cognitive behavior and neuroscience, understood that if you think a certain way long enough, it creates a neuropathway in your mind and it becomes your default way of thinking and living. I love it when science catches up with the Bible. Paul understood under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that if you think one way long enough, it'll become the neuropathway of your mind and it will become the default way that you live. So every time that situation comes up, you default to a certain thinking and that thinking therefore controls your living. So it doesn't matter how many New Year's resolutions you make or how much you will yourself to be better. If you don't transform your thinking, you will never transform your living and you will walk away going, God didn't do it. And God is not the problem. Can I talk to us today? You're like, can we go back to because he lives? That felt a lot better. No, because he lives, you can change your thinking, which will change your living, and you can be transformed into a new person. So don't get thought caught in the trap and the pattern of comparison. That's a pattern of this world, and it'll leave you living in a certain circumference. You can only go this far, but you can't go no farther. And don't get tra- caught in the trap of insecurity. It's a pattern of thinking of this world. And it'll leave you trapped and only going so far and but no further. And don't get caught in the trap of, of you fill in the blank of whatever it is in your life. Because it will leave you only going this far and not going any further. And it is not why Jesus came to die on the cross for you. He didn't just die to give you salvation. That's the starting point. That's wonderful. A home in heaven is great. 
But he said in John 10, 10, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it to the full. Jesus said this in Luke chapter four. He's reading from the scroll of Isaiah. He walks up into the temple. He's ready to start his ministry and he says this, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news. Yes, the gospel. But he sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoner, recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. If you don't know what that is, let me explain it real quick. There was in the Old Testament what was called a year of Jubilee. It was every seven years and it was every seven times seven. So every 50 years, every seven years, there was a year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee in the Old Testament was a year when all debts were canceled, whenever uh, crops were not used that year, the, the ground was given a break that year, and slaves were set free that year. It was a year of freedom. It was called the year of the Lord's favor. It was every seven years and every seven times 70 on 50 was the year of Jubilee. Are y'all following me? And so what Jesus is coming to say is he's coming to say, I am the Jubilee. I've come to set every captive free. I've come to forgive every debt. I've come to declare the year of the Lord's favor. It won't come on a calendar cycle. It will live every day in your life. I've come to make that available. I'm here, the Spirit of God is upon me. I've come to declare freedom. In other words, I don't have to live. John said it this way in 1 John chapter three. He said, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And so how do we do this? How do we destroy the work? What is the key? What's the key that gets me unlocked? So that I can live in free, so I can go forward. So I don't feel like every step I take, I'm jerked back like a junkyard dog. Well, 2 Corinthians chapter nine, Paul said this. He said, for though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. So if you're trying to fight a spiritual battle with natural means, you'll always lose. He said, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Here's what a stronghold is. It is a house of wrong thinking. So the enemy is wanting to sell you lies, and the enemy has, at some point in your life, and we've all done it, at some point in our life, the enemy knocks on the door of our heart and we crack the door and he gets his foot in. And some of you, he got his foot in because someone abused you. And he sowed a lie and he set up a stronghold, a house of wrong thinking in your mind. And some of it was because somebody spoke something over you. You're not smart enough. You're so stupid. Why'd you do that again? You're ugly. Why are you so fat? You'll never amount to anything. The enemy got his foot in your door and he worked his way in and you begin to believe that lie and he set up a stronghold in your life and now you operate from the place of the stronghold instead of operating from the place of the truth of God's word. Are y'all with me? It has become your default pattern of thinking as Paul said in Romans chapter 12 verse two. So Paul says this, we demolish arguments that's why stronghold is a house of wrong thinking. It's an argument. And every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive. Somebody shout captive. captive. Every thought. 
to make it obedient to Christ. So Paul said, this is how we, we win, is we take every thought captive and we make it obedient to the word of God. I love this verse in Luke chapter 11. It says, when a strong man, armed to the teeth, stands guard in his front yard, his property is safe and sound. But what if a stronger man comes along with superior weapons? This is what's happening. A strong man, the enemy of your soul, has set up a house of wrong thinking. And he's been armed to the teeth and he stood guard. But what happens when a stronger man, come on, the person of Jesus, comes along with superior weapons? Then he's beaten. The strong man, not the stronger man. The strong man's beaten at his own game. The arsenal that gave him such confidence hauled off and his precious possessions plundered. Here's what I'm praying. I'm praying that what gave the enemy confidence in your life will be hauled off today. Are y'all with me? That some lies will be broken down, that some strongholds will be torn down in your life, and that you won't live going, oh, I can't go any further than that. Oh, I wanna go forward, but I can't go any further than that. No, today, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you the key that's gonna unlock the stronghold in your life and give you freedom so that you can walk into the destiny that God has for you, that you can go, if I wanna walk all the way over here on the stage, I can walk all the way over here. If I wanna go all the way back here in 2022, then I'll go all the way back here. My, my circumference has grown. My territory is getting larger. The space that God has for me is beautiful. He's called boundaries to lie, the Bible says, in pleasant places. I won't be chained down to lies anymore. So let me give you three real practical tools, all right? Three real practical, if you're with me, say amen. amen. Three real practical tools. Number one is this, is you have to take back your thought life. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 9, I take every thought captive and I bring it in submission to the word of God. You have to take your thought. Did you know, I've said it before, I'll tell you again, you don't have to think every thought you think. And listen to me, every thought you think isn't from God. And I'm not trying to be spooky and devil under every rock, but everything, every thought you think is not from yourself either. There's some thoughts that pop up in your mind that the enemy of your soul is trying to destroy you with. They're not from God, they're not from you, they're from the devil. Are you with me? The Bible says this in Romans chapter five. It says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about those things that please the Spirit. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. And you know that. When the sinful nature controls your mind, there's death of relationships. How many times, how many, how many times over the last 21 months? 20 months. Week. <laughs> Have you let your mind spin out of control about somebody else with things you didn't even know were true or not? And you created an assumption, made a decision about them, and already categorized them without even having a conversation about them. 
Isn't it amazing how we all of a sudden become experts on other people's motives? Well, I know what they meant. You're inside their head? Why? Because when this sinful nature gets a hold of the mind, it leads to death. Trust dies, relationships dies, passions die, purpose dies. Are y'all with me? It says, but if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. Come on, how many of you want more of that? Life and peace. Then you've got to determine, I'm going to take back, I'm going to take control of my thought life. I'm not gonna let my mind run wild with every thought that I think, which literally means I'm gonna stop sometimes and go, is that from God? Is that true? Is that what God would want me to think? I've shared this before with you, but years ago when I was 19 years old, I had a mentor and a pastor in Nashville, Tennessee, that said, we're gonna help you get control of your thought life. He get, took me to 2 Corinthians 9. He said, strongholds and can take in every thought captive. And so this, it was before digital watches and how things come around and go around. Now I'm back to a regular old watch, you know, with a second hand. Um, so what happens when you get gray hair, 45. And he made me put a dot. I put a little red dot at 12 o'clock on my watch. And he said, I want that dot to remind you that every hour on the hour, you're gonna review the last hour and did you believe any lie of the enemy? Do you know how that transformed a 19-year-old, insecure, arrogant college student? Highly insecure. It didn't cure the arrogance right away. (laughs) My wife helped me with that. But every hour on the hour, I would stop and go, in the last hour, did I let any thought run in my mind that's not of God? Every hour on, you know what I found out is that soon it used to be, it would be every couple hours, then it'd be every, then it'd be half a day, then a day, then it'd be a couple days, then it'd be a week, I would go, man, I haven't, you know what happened? The pathways and the patterns of my mind were being reformed because you don't have to think every thought you think. And if you do, the enemy will have a heyday in the battlefield of your life, which is your mind. Number two, not only do you have to determine I'm gonna take my thought life captive, I'm gonna identify the lie. It's not enough just to say I'm gonna take it captive. I've got to identify the lie. I've gotta identify when the enemy is speaking because if he's talking, he's lying. John 8 says, when the devil lies, He speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Say it like Bishop Jakes, the devil is a lie. Come on, somebody. You gotta stop to identify the lie. In other words, you've gotta go, is the thought that I'm thinking right now from God? Is the thought that I'm thinking right now line up with truth? Does the thought I'm thinking line up with who I know that person to be? Is the thought I'm thinking right now line up with I know what God says about me and what God's word says about my future and what God's word says about my death? Does the thought I'm thinking line up with who I know the character of God to be? You've got to stop and identify the lie. This sounds like work, Pastor. Yeah. Moving forward doesn't come by accident. 
You don't wake up one day and go, wow, look at this intimacy I have with the Father and look at this amazing purpose that God has on my life. Like, you don't wake up one day. You don't wake up one day and go, man, this marriage is phenomenal and, and my kids and my family loves Jesus. It just doesn't happen. You have to put some W-O-R-K into it. Hello, somebody. So I've got to stop and identify the lie. Like, where in my life am I believing the lie? Where in your life? Where in your life are you believing a lie right now? I don't know where it came from. I don't know how it got in there. I don't know what experience got his foot in the door. But where do you believe in a lie about yourself, about others, about God, about your purpose? Where are you allowing the sinful nature to feed? Because it leads to death, but the spirit leads to life. And it leads to peace. You got to identify the lie. But you can't just identify the lie. It doesn't work just to know it. You've got to replace it with something. So number three, if you're with me, say amen. amen. Number three, you've got to replace the lie with God's truth. You've got to replace the lie. The Bible says this in Ephesians, it says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and, come on, say it with me, and what? Pray. Okay, so I gotta take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, that's how I stand, and I gotta pray. It's not enough to go, all right, that's right, I need to take my thought like captive because I don't want to be chained and, and I know the lies of the enemy, I know them all, I can just name them right now, I can name like the lies the enemies feed me, but it's not enough to do that and you can't just go, I'm gonna stop believing lies in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. No, you gotta replace the lie with truth. You gotta replace the lie with truth. What, watch me on this, y'all with me? Purple cow, purple cow, purple cow, purple cow. How many of you thinking about a purple cow right now? Because whatever thought you were thinking with, I was trying to replace it with purple cow. It wasn't enough to go, stop thinking about a purple cow, stop thinking about a purple, orange elephant. You can't just go, I'm gonna stop being insecure, 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 I'm gonna stop being insecure. That doesn't work. You gotta go, no, I know the plans he has for me, they're to prosper me and not to harm me, to give me a hope and to give me a future. For God so loved me that he sent Jesus into the world. Are you following me? You gotta replace the lie with the truth. I can't just go, I'm gonna do better, I'm gonna do better, I'm gonna do better, I'm gonna do better, I'm gonna try harder, I'm gonna try harder, I'm gonna try harder, I'm gonna be a better Christian, I'm gonna be a better Christian. No, you can't just do that. You gotta replace the lie with the truth that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives on the inside of me. So I have power to live this Christian life. Are you following me? I can't just identify the lie. I've gotta replace the lie with the truth of the word of God. So here's what I wanna challenge you to. How are you gonna move forward? How are you gonna unlock this? You're gonna determine I'm gonna take my thought life captive. 
I'm gonna identify lies in my life. And here's the deal, let me encourage you. Don't try to identify all of them. Just identify a couple. Start with a few. And when you get victory, then move to the next one. Identify just, maybe it's insecurity in your life. Maybe it's a feeling of unworthiness. And I'm gonna tell you what Pastor Rob told me. He said, Daniel, you're gonna go find some verses. And he said, you're gonna put them to memory. And he said, when you look at the red dot, if you've had any thought in the last hour, he said, you're gonna identify it. And then you're gonna speak the word over what that lie was in your life. And that's my assignment to you. Man, it's great to have a moment. It's great to sing a song and feel the presence of God. It's even better to leave here and to walk in victory. What have we done if we sang great but we have no victory? What have we done if, if we sing pretty and we feel God's presence but we walk out of here like this? What does it matter? What has it changed? So replace it with the word of God. So for an insecure 19-year-old, Ephesians chapter one, I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. I've been chosen before the foundation of the world to be conformed to the image of his son. So eight o'clock, yeah, I've only been up 15 minutes because I hit my snooze and I'm running to class. And I've already thought something about who I'm not and what I can't do and how I won't do well and how insecurity. So I'm running to class with my backpack. No, I've been chosen before the foundation of the earth to be conformed into the image of God. He has blessed me with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place. I don't need the amen of anybody else. I have the amen of heaven. I don't need anybody to pat me on the back. I don't need a relationship. I don't need possessions. I don't need a girlfriend. I've got the amen of God Almighty in my life. Replacing the lie with the truth. Little by little, over time, and now I'm 45, and you know what? God will reveal something to me, and I'll find a verse, and I'll memorize it. When that thought comes up, when that fear comes up, I'll go, no, he hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And I overcome fear. Whenever I, I'd come in here and preach to an empty room, I would say, God, is this church ever gonna be filled again? Are you ever gonna, what's gonna happen? And I would go, no, he's building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Are you following me? I want you to walk forward. I want you to walk forward in freedom. So we're gonna take control of our thought life. We're gonna identify the lies of the enemy. This is your homework and we're gonna replace it with the truth of the Word of God. Do you receive the message today? Come on, is this helpful? Hey, will you pray with me at every location, every head bowed, every eye closed, no matter where you are today? Maybe the lie you've believed is that God could never love you. Maybe the lie you've believed is you're too far outside of the reach of His grace and His mercy. And I just want you to know it's a lie. The Bible tells me that all who believe, that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Their life can be changed. 
They can have a personal relationship. You don't have to wonder, hope. Maybe someday, maybe you can get good enough that God will love you, but God so loved you that already that he sent Jesus into the earth to die a death you were meant to die and live a life we and I could never live, to offer us the free gift of salvation. And if you're here today and you'd say, Pastor, I don't know that I have peace with God. I don't have assurance. I don't have the confidence that heaven is my home. Then today you can. We're gonna start today by identifying the lie of the enemy, speaking truth over you that God loves you. God has a plan for you, has a purpose for you. That there's no sin so great that his grace can't cover. The Bible says the arm of the Lord is not too short that he can't reach into your situation, nor is his ear too deaf that he can't hear your cry. And today, if you'll call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Your sins will be forgiven. Heaven will be your home. You can have confidence, assurance of that. So in just a moment, we're going to pray together as a church family. No one's going to come to you, embarrass you, point you out. We wouldn't do that. But I'm going to count to three before we pray. And if that's you, you'd say, God's speaking to me today. I know I'm far from him. I need a fresh start today. I need a new beginning. Maybe at some point in your life, you were walking closely with Jesus. But you know you're not now, and you need a new beginning. If that's you, when I count to three, at every location, so, just so I can see and your campus pastor can know who we're praying with. If that's you, when I count to three, just shoot your hand up high enough and long enough for me to see it. No one will come to you. We're not going to embarrass you. Just want to know who I'm praying with. On three, you just shoot your hand up. It's your day. This is your moment. One, two, three. You shoot it up high. God bless you. God bless you. Wow, all over the room. I see you. More importantly, God sees you. Come on, church, at every location, even online, let's pray this out loud together for the benefit of those who just slip their hand up. Say, Jesus, I need you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I believe you died for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. Today, I make you my Lord and Savior. I receive your grace. I receive your forgiveness. Thank you for a brand new beginning. In Jesus' name, come on, everybody said amen, amen. Come on, celebrate those who made that decision. Incredible. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Feel free to rate, review, and share with a friend. If you'd like to find out how you can get involved or partner with us financially, visit lifepoint.org or download the LifePoint app. Thank you for your generosity. We can do so much more together than we ever could apart. See you soon.